And now, Wolf Bites Open Mic. The Bass Jackers. I just came home actually from tour. Hey guys, this is Phoenix Paul. Hey, what's up? This is Sean Frank. Wolf Bites DJs and your favorite artists. Sophie Francis. Sophie, thanks for joining us today. Hi, it's super nice to join you guys. What's up, guys? This is Ahmed Van Buren. Now, Open Mic. Hey guys, what's up? It is DJ What The Heck here with you again for another edition of Open Mic. And today, I got a very special guest, JP. You'll know him from Cash Cash. Thanks for coming on the show, man. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, how's it going? Where are you at right now? We're good. We're just uh, we're back in Jersey, kind of um, resting up after a whole weekend of uh, crazy shows. We're in Vegas, um, just all over the place, having a uh, having a little run. And then next week we got a bunch of shows, so we're kind of just resting up right now. We got Lollapalooza next week. Really excited about that, and uh, so many shows. It's I think we're actually, we're, we're going to be in Raleigh too. Yep, you'll be in Raleigh here shortly. Looking yeah. forward to that show especially. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, what's it like being back on doing all these live shows again? Would you think it was more um, maybe anxious nerves to get back on stage? Oh, definitely. I mean, we, we wanted to get back on stage so bad, like in the middle of the pandemic. And like, you know, the best that we could do at that point was like those drive in shows where like, you know, people were like you would drive up your car. And we did a couple of those and uh, they were fun. Like, you know, like, it was still cool to get out of the house and like, you know, you know feel that energy again but it wasn't the same um and then we did a couple of those like socially distant shows where it was like private events where you know everyone was separated by like you know six to eight feet and there were like little groups of people that were already you know tested and stuff and it was fun you know there was stuff little stuff that we did here and there to kind of keep us uh keep us sane but uh, we just focused on making our new album that's what we did the whole the whole last like year and a half and trying to finish up all the songs we had laying around and we're able to get that out the door. It's called say it like you feel it. It's yep, got, yep. um, it's got like 11, 10 or 11 new singles that, that new songs that were on it. Plus our old singles that were in between our last album that kind of were just floating around that needed a home. So really the break from the shows was kind of a little bit of a help in finishing up that album. Yeah. I mean, it made it possible to kind of just all be in one place. Cause, um, Sam and I actually do most of the touring and we leave Alex at home in the studio working on stuff that like we start or uh, he'll start something. And then when we come home, we kind of, you know, we'll finish it up. But um, when we're all home, it was just kind of like so much easier to finish up the album. Does uh, Alex get a little stage fright? Is that why he's at the home base? No, nah, it's just, it, you know, it's one of those things where like we just realized that like, you know, for DJing, you really only need two people. It's like, you know, and even at that, you, you know, one guy can do it, but um when when me and sam go out it's like i'll focus more on like being on the mic and um doing some other stuff and you know it's just three people can get a little bit you know i don't know what this three's a crowd i guess in yeah. the dj booth a lot of times and um <laughs> it's fun sometimes when we're all up there then we, you know i get one person get just relax a little bit and you know drink and <laughs> kind of just get wasted yeah, yeah. Um, but um i don't know i mean uh for us it was kind of just like alex was just the best in the studio so it made sense to have him uh, stay back for most of the shows and uh, Sam and I we've just been doing it for so long on the road just we're like it's we don't know any other life you know yeah you guys got a routine at this point <laughs> yeah well let's take it back a little bit to when you guys were first starting out I'm, I'm curious to see how did you guys get into the EDM side of things yeah I mean we started that you know that goes back to the whole like thing of we started out as a band um, we were kind of like one of those like uh, synth I want to call it like, I would say like synth pop meets like, um, I don't even know. I mean, we were, we were very electronic, but we had guitars and we had, we had drums. We also had electronic drums and we're messing around with all that kind of electronic production, but it was in a more traditional band sense. 
And um, that was our early kind of incarnation. And then we started doing remixes for other artists and that influenced our sound because the remixes were like, you know, obviously super EDM and super, mm. super dance. And then um, things just kind of like happened naturally. Like our drummer left the group around 2000 and I want to say uh, 10-ish around mm. then. And then we started to mess around with like, we were kind of like this weird hybrid group where we would play without with like drum machines and, and stuff like that. And um, that was kind of part of the evolution. It just, it just happened organically. And all of a sudden it was like, oh my God, like here's our new sound. And then we were working with other features. Um, you know, we were doing, focusing on just being producers and, it, you know, being in the studio, working with different artists. And then all of a sudden, like the whole DJ EDM thing popped off and they were like, well, well now we have an outlet to playing shows again because, you know, that, that whole scene kind of took off and it was like, well, let's start, you know, kind of playing shows as DJs. And it just made sense because it was just like this organic evolution over the last like, you know, decade or so. Interesting because I was listening to like the party in your bedroom track. There's a party in your bedroom all night And that sounds pretty different from the stuff you guys have been putting out recently. Yeah, I mean, you, you can definitely hear the electronic, you know, like influence on it. Like there's yes. definitely like, you know, like the electronic bass and a lot of the samples and stuff are, are super electronic. But yeah, it was definitely more a uh, traditional, like, you know, synth band kind of thing. Right. I think the thing that I'm really interested in is where do you think you guys actually like found your cash cash sound? Because it's like when I hear a song on the radio, it's like How to Love, for example, I'm yeah. like, oh, that's instantly cash cash. You hear the vibe, you hear a sound. Right. Where do you think you got that sound from? Um, I think our sound just kind of has this like uh, super melodicness to it. Like we, we, we really focus on like on melody and you know everyone has their own melody you know like it's interesting like when you know the melodies that we make like with the music um even with the songwriting when we're, we're working with a lot of the artists and songwriters and stuff and the different features um certain melodies like there's there's a style of writing you know and then our writing is very um you know i i don't know how to describe it but it is that cash cash melody it's like yeah. the, the the you know the notes that we go for the rhythms that we go for it's it's uh it's what makes cash cash you know, sound like cash, cash. And then the features that we work with kind of expand that and make all our songs sound different and, and um, take us to different places. That's why we like to work with like rappers. Like we did, we have a song with Wiz Khalifa mm -hmm. uh, and, and then we, we, we go to like pop artists. Like then we have a song with Lucas Graham. He's on it as well too. Um, and then we'll also work with alternative artists and we'll work with um, anybody from females to guys, everything. It's just, you know, there's no, no limits with us. Right, that's what makes the sound. Your sounds very versatile to many different genres. Definitely, yes. Well, let's take it back to the very beginning, and uh, the name Cash Cash kind of came out through like a copyright thing. Like, what what happened yeah. there? We had we had we were just like we just got signed uh, to our first record deal, and um, we um, you know went to trademark the name and stuff and we were like oh yeah we don't we never did any of that stuff we, we didn't have any, you know any legal rights to any of the names that we you know wanted to be you know to, to actually make official right and then so we we're like all right this one guy was like coming after us we went to like take down a lot of some of our other stuff and like completely redo everything and 
it was just like if they're like yeah he's like we got like season desist letters we're like oh my god like we don't even have any any money yet and everyone's already trying to like take you know yeah. screw us over we had we had this old agent that was trying to screw us over so when coming up with the name we were like why don't we just name this group cash cash and then it just like we kind of it's stuck we all like laughed we, we were like wait a second <laughs> that could be kind of cool and then we just it was actually surprisingly open nobody <laughs> trademarked the name um so we made it ours that day filed the trademark and the rest is history and the rest is history it's it's a great story man <laughs> well let's talk some tracks it didn't, say, it didn't sound great at the time but yeah, right. looking back now it was like it's funny to look back and be like we were so stressed out you know but now it's like you know <laughs> just a laugh stressed out and the first thing that comes to mind well, money oh when i think about money what's the first thing yeah remembering what it was like to not have any of it i mean we were, like, <laughs> we were living in a van and we were on tour and barely and we were like i mean i remember being on warp tour like literally living in the van i mean we would just go from city to city and then like find random bathrooms and, and stuff to shower in on tour and wow um <laughs> there was like 10 of us packed in a van a trailer and um it was just definitely you know roughing it out and, and, and doing that whole thing in the beginning and you know, once like getting a hotel room like once a week to like just like you know <laughs> reconvene and whatnot. Right. Um, but yeah, it just it kept us humble over the years. I think like you know when you when you when you when you kind of like earn your success, it, it's um it's easier to uh, uh, appreciate it. You know, a lot of right. people just they get handed to them and oh, they become these overnight successes, and they're just delusional. They have no idea how life works or how how uh, you know things are, 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 are earned and stuff. So I, you know, I, I, we've definitely been through our, our uh, road of speed bumps and stuff over the years mm -hmm. and, you know, moving from different record labels and, and, and uh, you know, where many people would have just given up. We were just right. like, no, we're going to keep going and keep going. And, and literally it's just like, since we started, it's always been, it's just like, it's like a stock. It goes up and down and up and mm -hmm. down, but we've always been growing and we've never, um, we've never had, we've never like, really crashed and burned it's we're so lucky to say that we've been a group for over a decade you know yeah yeah it, 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 i'm happy you guys have been a group for over a decade because there are <laughs> so many songs man <laughs> thank you yeah let's talk about some tracks now and i have to say this was the hardest part because um i think you guys are gonna have to come back when we do our like three to four hour interviews because um there's just too many songs to talk about but i'll try to narrow <laughs> it down to just a few here yeah in the interest of time let's start out Take me home with BB Rexa. What was it like with making that track and then working with her on it? That was a really fun song to do because, you know, talking about what we were talking about before, it actually, that song came together at a time where we were really at a low. Um, we kind of like, you know, we would, like I said, we were dropped from our first record label. Um, we didn't know what we were going to do. It's just like we we had, we had a, the three of us lived together actually oh. in a, um, in a, uh, it was like a rented house in Harrison, New Jersey, right outside the city. And mm -hmm. we had a studio in the basement. We were kind of producing other artists. That's what we were kind of like doing a lot of remixing and stuff. And but we weren't really killing it, you know. We we were. It was like around 2011 ish, mm -hmm. 2012. Yeah, 2012. We all just you know, it's just like business was bad, and we just ended up moving back home with our parents. We literally felt like crap. I mean, it was just like it felt like it was over. And you know, <laughs> thinking about going back to college and stuff. Stuff where I was like, yeah, I just go back to school, get a real job, and. Um, but we were like, nah, like something we were, we're still holding on to that dream, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, I remember we, I ran into BB Rexa at a bar with our manager and we were like, we should, we should do something, you know, like we, we, we love your voice. Like she was in a similar situation, just came out of a band uh, with Pete Wentz and it didn't work out. So she, she didn't know what she was doing. Um, 
she was unsigned at the time and it was just like you know we just came together on this song and uh she we recorded it literally in my parents basement <laughs> it was wow. nuts like uh, <laughs> a lot of that first record was 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 made in my parents basement a lot of those features literally just flew out from like la and stuff to um record in our parents basement and um there was a lot of magic on that on that record for sure but um yeah the funny thing and i remember hearing take me home on the radio like parked in our uh our, our uh, right outside there's like a in our of our house you can park your car and look into the studio the studio window and it was just, i remember just like hearing it on the radio and then looking at the studio window and being like how did we get the music from there to here you know like, <laughs> how did we get this song you know from from that little basement to this to this radio in my car and it was just like an insane moment to just like be so so grateful and appreciative of, of having that opportunity I mean, and this track it freaking exploded too. I mean, that's one of my favorites as well. I mean, my goodness, it's a great one. Thank you, man. It opened up the doors, you know. It was like, yeah. you know, and people always ask, like, does it get does it get old hearing your songs on the radio? And it really never does. It's just like every time we hear one of our songs on the radio, it's just like you get the same feeling. No matter how much success you that you know you you have, it's just it's it's a feeling that you get like that you just can't put your finger on, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We we play plenty of cash cash here on Wolf Bites Radio, so it's good. Yeah. <laughs> let's go talk about Devil. Cause I have plenty of friends that when I say cash cash, this is the song yeah. that comes to mind. The cash cash made my ass bounce back. Yeah, Devil was a fun one. Um, we, uh, we always thought Neon Hitch was a great songwriter and um, had an awesome, unique voice. So we got in with her. We um, recorded the hook. We wrote the hook together and recorded the hook and kind of sat on it for a while. We didn't know what to do with it. It was just this weird little demo that had like her hook on it and uh, and a little build up and then the drop. And then, um, you know, we were like, oh, we, we should get a rapper on it. So we started sending out to different rap artists. Uh, or different, even different regular singers to see if maybe singing would work in the verses. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we ended up getting B.O.B. on it because we were on the same label. And we were like, okay, this is kind of coming together. Now this feels like, you know, it could be, you know, a song. Um, and we had the second, we had the, the other verse open. And we were like, who could, you know, who would take this to the next level? And um, Busta Rhymes kind of just fell into the picture because I think he was actually doing a, a label deal with our label as well. And um yeah, that one came together, but that, that took like two years. So that, so that like what I just said was like over the course of like two years, like literally of the song just being sitting there, like, you know, not knowing what to do, having different versions of it. And then all of a sudden there's, you know, the, each feature came on it slowly and then all the paperwork gets done and then mm-hmm. boom, then it goes out the door. And it was, it was a fun one. Like I said, that it's like, we're all about working with so many diverse artists and working with like Busta Rhymes was crazy because, um, we grew up, you know, watching Buster Rhymes on, on MTV, you know, it's mm-hmm. like that as a kid. And um, that was just one of those humbling experiences where you're like, wow, like, how did we, how did we do the same thing with working with Nelly on Millionaire? Yeah. I mean, that was crazy. And then the fact that we got him to sample, uh, hey, you know, must be the money. Hey, she must be the money. I feel like a Mm-hmm. that was like what like i remember being in the studio and i was like i came up with the idea and he like looked at me and he was like i was waiting for him to be like never in a million years like he was just like 
you know what? That could be good. And he was like, we'll make, you know, we'll say she must be the money. And I was like, dude, sold. Let's do it. <laughs> That's great. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The um, I have to say that the live version you guys do of Devil is probably my favorite. Yeah, like the original yeah, is good, the but VIP the live, edit. there's just something about it. It's it's hype. Yeah. That's the VIP. It's the, we usually play the VIP mix that, that yeah. we made. That's just kind of like super hyped up. And uh, yeah, we do that a lot too. Like we'll do like live versions of our songs that are just like way more. Uh, I don't even know if I want to say clubby, just like more intense, just mm-hmm. way more like, you know, because a lot of this, you know, we sometimes you'll make music that's for the radio. It's, mm-hmm. you know, for listening purposes or music for like Spotify, people listening to music in their car. It's different than when you want to hear a song like at a festival, you know? Right. Well, what would you say that kind of like selection process is there? Like, I mean, how do you know, okay, this next song we're going to make is for radio or how do you know the next song? Okay. We want to do this in the clubs. I mean, we never really, we don't really think too much into it. It's kind of more like if we do something and then afterwards, like, Oh, like this song is not really working live. It it wouldn't work live. We have to like, you know, make a version of it. That's like a a VIP edit or a live edit. Mm -hmm. Um, It'll just like come to us. I mean, working with different features also, kind of usually um guides like where we're going to take a song you know if if someone has a certain voice we might we might cater to something a little different like oh let's make this one a little bit more this sounding or a little more a little harder a little softer and Mm -hmm. um you know like uh like how to love you know it felt more like it would be like a like a chiller chiller type uh you know four on the floor dance Mm -hmm. thing um but yeah it all kind of it all depends on the song it always starts with the song and the feature Right. Well, I did have a chance to talk with Chad from Tritonal, and uh, he's a character, I have to say. Oh, yeah. And um, working with Tritonal on Untouchable. What was it like working with them? And is this one of those songs that are uh, club worthy? Yeah, for sure. I mean, those guys are super talented. We did a whole tour with them based on that song. Um, and it was it was a whole bus tour. It was the first time we ever did anything like that, where we actually like uh, shared a bus with, with another group and, and, mm. and went like that. But it was fun. We had a great time and the song was just doing so well and the fans were loving it. It, it was just it, it, it really it really was a great a great year. Um, and yeah, that song definitely works in the club for sure. It just it has a, it has a uh, has a certain sound to it that just that just always works. And um, yeah, those guys are great. Chad's a maniac. I mean, he was definitely a. I don't. He's just he's like literally amped on life. Like he'll he'll every time we talk to him, it sounds like he just chugged like three Red Bull and um, <laughs> it's just like literally off the Richter scale. But he's he's so great, and that's why they they. Um, you know, they put so much music out and they're always, they're always doing so much because they just, he, they can't stop. His brain can't stop. Yeah. 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 <laughs> was that one of those songs that were just maybe laying around for maybe two years or was that one pretty quick to come together? That one came together quick. Actually, the singer on the, on that song is this, this dude, Jay Hart. Um, mm-hmm. And we actually wrote with him on another song. We, we, we wrote with him our song Gasoline on our new album. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he, he, he didn't end up saying on it. He, he wrote it, did a demo vocal. And then we had uh, Laura White sing it. But um yeah, that one came together pretty quick. I think it was just um, we, we the music came first, and then uh, Tritonal was in a studio with Jay Hart, and that's how that's how that connection came together, and then it just snowballed into you know being the untouchable that it was when it was done. Another great track. Well, we got to talk about one more great track, and it's actually your latest track, "Ride or Die." Tell me, are you with me, ride or die? 
Tell me a little bit about that one. Yeah, Ride or Die was was a fun one. We uh, we did it with Phoebe. That one came together quick. It was just a pandemic song. You know, we, she sent us the vocals and we just, you know, did the song real quick. And then just, we kind of sat on it for a little bit because we didn't know what we're going to do with it. We weren't sure if it was a single or, or if it was going to be on the album. And um, then we, when we, like I said, we got back home. We were sorting all the random songs that we started and that were half finished. And that one just, I don't know, the emotion in that one. I, I love it so much. I, I really thought that it just like the way she's singing it and the way that she mm-hmm. kind of the lyrics that she sang were so unique. And um, so we knew that one had to be a single for sure. Right. It's, an, it's another great track for sure. Thank you. Yeah. And so we we're kind of touching on some of the songs. Okay. You play in the shows and some of them you don't that are more radio oriented. I guess the more radio oriented tracks that you do make, you can hear them on cash cash radio. Yeah. We um, cash cash radio is a lot of fun. You know, it gives us a chance once a month to kind of just like um, compile all the stuff that we're currently listening to some of the stuff that we might be playing live or just our friends, music, or our own music, different remixes. That, we're, that we make um, or even our own music as well. It's just, it's just an hour takeover on uh, Sirius XM's BPM. And it's a lot of fun. You know, it's like for us, it was, it's just like, it's a, it's just a way to kind of just like listen to music and not feel like you're like uh, working, you know, you get to just listen to music, put it together and make it a show. Well, maybe we can do some uh, cash cash radio here on Wolf Bites radio one day. That sounds like fun. Nice. Let's do it. let's do it all right well for all of the latest cash cash information tracks show dates tickets to shows you guys are definitely gonna want to catch out uh their website cashcashmusic.com check it out and uh jp once again man really appreciate you doing this and uh really looking forward to the show in raleigh coming up hell yeah man thanks for having us you know keep up with us on instagram and twitter you can find us at cash cash say what's up drop us a line and um hope to party with you guys at an upcoming show or festival 100% 100% we'll look forward to it oh yeah <laughs> well guys that was the latest open mic here with JP from Cash Cash it's DJ What The Heck signing off <laughs>